Hi there everyone, it's Chris here from Hex. Welcome to the show. As always, this podcast is made for you, our members, the Hex community, and anyone else who's interested in getting stronger, both mentally and physically. If you like the Hex podcast, there are two things we would really like you to do for us. Firstly, subscribe to the show by hitting the follow button. We want the Hex community to stay connected and be part of the conversation here at 371 Clapham Road. And listening to the show will help so much in ensuring you're all up to date with news, events and stuff happening. Secondly, please share it on Instagram, WhatsApp, LinkedIn, wherever, so that friends of Hex can also get to be a small part of our awesome community. Thanks so much, everyone, for your ongoing support. Welcome to the Hex Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Hex Podcast. It's season three. I'm going to do an episode on our first episode on recovery today. It's going to be about sleep. I'm here with Coach No and Coach Rob. The first one's on sleep. You all know well. We've all done some sleep recently. Maybe not enough. <laughs> Um, so yeah, sleep um, in terms of helps restorative effects, uh, physiological effects. Uh, um, can't read this right now. Uh, Consummates, sorry. Uh, <laughs> improves, me- improves memory, uh, growth and repair, and improves your immune system amongst many other things, which we'll go through later. So we use it with our members. We try and improve it in our own lives. Um, it's not just fitness related. It's more about lifestyle and well-being and um, having the longevity of life. So um, if you're not sleeping as much, then it's, it's proven that your 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 well your life expectancy is reduced. So um, we'll go through that a bit more and how it impacts stress, how stress impacts sleep, and how sleep impacts stress and vice versa. Seventy million people. It's an American stat, but it's all in relation. We'll probably similar ratios over here. Seventy million, 70 million Americans have some sort of sleep deprivation, um, and it's eight billion. Um, in loss of revenue, eight billion dollars loss of revenue because of sleep deprivation. It's a lot of long words today. That's a lot of words. Long words. That's um, that's that's a mad stat. You guys think about that stat? Loss of revenue in terms of uh, how it affects people's working balance. Probably because yeah. productivity, productivity, yeah, productivity, right? productivity, productivity could be having to take sick days because of sleep related yeah. illnesses. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of sleep, obviously we can. Um, I'll keep the basic in terms of what we need. So they say, is it seven to nine hours of sleep? Yeah. Yeah. Um, depending on what you need it for, whether it be an average person or an athlete, obviously an athlete probably need more sleep. Um, age, the younger you are, probably the more you need because you're still growing. The older you get, get, you need less sleep, even though it seems to have more sleep. No, and that's fine. Yeah. I, yes, I need more, especially after yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> How much sleep do you get? Now I really, really focus on trying to get at least seven and a half hours. Okay. So all in one, anywhere, all in one hit. Hmm? Yeah, seven and a half to eight hours is ideal. I didn't sleep this much for most of my life, unfortunately. And yeah, as you, as you were talking before, is I couldn't agree more. You don't really know how bad it is until you start sleeping more and how much it affects all the other things that you want to do and I don't know, like things like your focus, your memory, your, um, um, I don't know, like a mood and things like that. Um, but yeah, in one go, why did you, why did you ask me if it was in one, in one go? Um, I was just saying that, again, sleep, as we well know, it should be, it's a habitual thing. You should do routines, so have it, most people react well by having nine, so for example, get, go to bed at nine, 
and then getting up at six and doing that and working that body clock way through, mm -hmm. it affects your um, circadian rhythm a lot less. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes you tired at the right times and more alert at the right times. So I just ask you that because obviously our lives, uh, many people out there who have busy lifestyles, this is all over the place. So having a routine sleep pattern mm -hmm. can be quite yeah. hard. Yeah. Super, super important. The way I've always understood as well is, that, and this this is going to change from person to person because we were talking about this earlier. And we we're saying how like, just as you said, people sleep timings are totally different depending on the jobs. But um, I, I've heard the best hours you're going to get of sleep are between ten and two as well because that's when you hit your kind of REM sleep cycles better or your yeah. deeper sleep cycles. Um, so it's really hard for people who can't get to sleep before ten or at ten. Um, and the other thing with sleep as well is. A lot of people think that if you if you lose two hours of sleep, you can just have a two-hour nap the next day or take another two hours. I mean, it doesn't work like that. You can't recover sleep in the same way as you lose it. It takes a lot a, a lot longer. So people are saying, I want to sleep a long night tonight so I can sleep yeah, less tomorrow, but you doesn't, can't doesn't store like sleep like that. Yeah. You can in terms of recover a little bit if you have no sleep and then sleep long the next day. Yeah. You can't recover that way, yeah. but you can back long. Yeah. yeah. The thing about going to bed at 10 and 2 because it's best restorative, is to do with the daylight. So it's not, yes. it depends on where you are in yeah. the world. Yeah, that's um, true. Because yeah, yeah. the body's natural um, yeah. ability to get the light to wake up and the darkness to go to sleep mm -hmm. in terms of like your one o'clock, that's yeah. why it's the best time. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're in somewhere where like, you know, it's parts of Alaska, you get the yeah. sun or no yeah. light, again, it doesn't really. It Hence the seasonal, seasonal. If we ever see that field, yeah. insomnia. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? Mm -hmm. No, like, but no, yeah. Through, and then, yeah, yeah, you just can't get to sleep because you can't, yeah. A lot of people, I think it uh, really affects people in summer as well, right? Especially here, in oh, summer yeah, yeah. is such a long, yeah. long day. Uh, you just want to get up and go, right? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, see yeah. the light out there, you just you don't want to go back to sleep. So yeah. I think that for a lot of people, mm. depending on the season, it can be a little bit challenging as well. Do a quick uh, quote by um, a guy called Ollie Patrick, who's a future practice uh, legend out there. If a person cannot go into a restorative sleep, they will struggle to be well in the long term in terms of how Deferential or lack of sleep is in terms mm -hmm. of health, health deficiencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's obviously linked with uh, dementia, um, linked with stress, depression. Another thing is obviously if you're depressed, sometimes you're overstressed, overthinking, which causes you to have less sleep, which puts more pressure on the mental health. Mental health. Yeah. Um, yeah. The same same principle as like training in the gym. You know, a lot of people think that that's when you're doing the work, but that's not when the work's happening. The work's yeah. happening the minute you leave the gym. And that prime time is when you sleep, you know, so anyone who wants to make any kind of progress with any anything, whether it's like strength or muscle or speed or power or endurance or anything, they have, they've got, they've got, to, they've got to get that. That's the whole Keywords are restorative. Yeah. Your body's time to yeah. recover yeah. in terms of brain function, memories, yeah. um, in terms of muscle, yeah. muscle adaptation or yeah. anything from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that when you are into training, it's one of the easiest ways to see how much it affects your lifestyle and, and your life in general, because as soon as you get into a workout and you feel like you can't keep going on, right? Like, and you feel like you're fatigued so much quicker than other days or other times in your life, I don't know, depending on what, you, what you're going through. And you want to you want to go and push that workout, even if it's not very hard, but you just don't have it, right? And you, you start checking, okay, I ate well, I did everything, you know, like that I need to do for this work, I'm ready to do it, but I just don't have it. And maybe you keep forgetting about, maybe I didn't have enough sleep, or maybe I didn't, you know, plan my recovery sessions, you know, like a little bit more closely or, or carefully. 
Um, well, these, so, these days you've got the whole the whoops and the, the sleep monitors a lot more. Yeah. These days it's easier to monitor your sleep. But mm -hmm. again, is it really? Is it really that's just conscious relying on those? Yeah, the key things. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big discussion there about when people, especially whoop, run like when people see that their recovery is not great, that they're going to turn up to the to the gym and say like. It's going to be so bad just because you see that your recovery wasn't great. Like if your phone so, says your heart rate's too high, but sometimes you then lower your intensity. It's yeah. not always, well, it's always black or white, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Super, super I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of relying completely on technology. Yeah. I think it helps, especially if you want, if you know what to do with all yeah. that data. Really I think what you should do is get the basics right first yeah. before you can be for cute. Yeah, 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 so when you're sleeping, yeah. it's like a habitual timings, like yeah. a habit. It's getting your light in the morning mm. and it's then stop um, making sure you're not blocking your melatonin before bed. Um, I think the main three problems of people that sleep is uh, they can't fall asleep, they're waking in the middle of the night, or they're lying in bed during night up and down. Mm. Yeah. And again, that follows like and that's insomnia, that big black death defines insomnia. But the ways to stop that, which is through sleep hygiene. Mm -hmm. So, what's your, we'll go through some other stuff now, but what, yeah, what's okay. your sleep hygiene? Well, I was just right. gonna say I didn't want to interrupt, but this is the big problem, right? Like screens is blue, is, blue light, yeah. is such an enemy blue, because blue worse, a lot of people like sorry I'm going away a little bit about your question, but um as soon as you as some people wake up in the middle of the night mm -hmm. and they feel like oh, I can't go back to sleep straight yeah. away, phone is there and then guess what? You're not going to sleep yeah. for another two hours. So right? it's not nothing so. just the blue light. The blue light yeah. again shuts your melatonin down, which is your natural um like almost mm. to get you to sleep but the other thing is it's stress like what's it called doom scrolling so if it's uh, social media or something else yes it's time consuming and it's cutting into your sleep time mm -hmm. but it also gives your brain these these images that you're not necessarily thinking you're getting mm -hmm. but it's picking up more things than you think you are yeah and then you're gonna be overthinking or stressed about things in russia or um, mm -hmm. or um i don't know mates yeah, 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 yeah. Like it could be anything, but mm -hmm. yeah, the brain takes some information you're not necessarily knowing it has, but yeah, subconsciously. Trying to, when you sleep or trying to sleep, it pays right in mind. Mm -hmm. Things like um, reading a newspaper, watching news before bed, really bad. Mm -hmm. Anything that can be any kind of like stimulating your yeah. stresses. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a great hygiene that I tend to do is turn my, because on your phone you can put it into bedtime mode. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, an hour before I go to bed, I turn on that, so it goes into low blue light, I let you just use it for alarm. Yeah, yeah. I then go go to like reading, light reading, nothing too scary or too, um, I don't know, erotic for me. I want to get a lower. So, to dim the lights, um, read a book, make sure my room temperature is not too hot or too cold, get you back into sleep mode. Yeah. And some people have recommended having a bath for bed and having a dry flat towel. Oh, because it's, it's a, anything naturally dry yeah. thing and gets your body ready to. The temperature is an interesting thing. Like, what I understand for you to naturally fall asleep successfully and like better, you have to lower your core body temperature by about yeah. two or three degrees. That's why it's a hot bath. Yeah, yeah. the room temperature. Exactly right, and that's yeah. the thing that people forget about being in a sauna. When you go in a sauna, your your core your body's fighting to cool yourself down, so your core body temperature post sauna actually drops quite a lot, which is why having a sauna before bed. Not suggesting people go and have a sauna before bed because a lot of people won't be able to do that. But yeah, exactly. Say you know, shower, bath, and things like that. Um, you know, and then, or, or even just having having your room slightly cold, you know, yeah. like, it's just so, always so, so much better. I don't know about that, but I naturally do that. I can't, I, like, I can't go to sleep without having my shower. So one of the main reasons why you wake up is like you're hot or there's noise or there's light. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, earplugs, shut the light off outside, dark room, yeah. right temperature. They're the main things you can control. Yeah, you might not be able to control the other like, uh, the dog barking or yeah. like, you control how you block out like, that noise. 
Yeah. If you turn a light on, you're going to go to the toilet and there's light in the, the, the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Your then brain starts to think that, oh, um, it's, you're always ready to wake. You're waking mm -hmm. up time. Even if you're tired, it's still going to then take you less, take you longer to get to sleep when you get back to bed. So if you have to go to the toilet, try and keep the lights down low. That's what I do as well. That's a little tip. Sometimes I like to have my tea before going to bed and then yeah. in the middle of the night, oh, needs to go to yeah. the toilet. Yeah. So I keep all the lights off. So kind of like know my way and then I never ever mm. look at, you know, like what time is it or anything like that. As soon as you look at yeah. what time is it, then you start thinking, oh, I have to work out in an hour or this and that. So, so then you, you switch on your brain again, right? So, yeah. so if you have to wake up for just any reason, what's your kind of trick? If you're, like, if you're waking up at night, you can't get to get sleep. Are you doing like Brock's breathing? Are you, um, are you counting sheep? Are you... I actually wake up a lot in the night. <laughs> So I've been trying. I've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, genuinely. And, uh, and there's a few. There's a few reasons. I drink tea just before bed. And I don't do caffeinated tea, but just the volume of fluid. So decaf I, tea. Yeah, decaf tea. But Very even, minimal. Even so, I think I'm drinking too much fluid before I just go yeah, to bed. Yeah, just jumping. If again, I go to toilet. Yeah, you know, because I'll get I'll get up two, three times a night to go for a wee, right? But I'll go back to sleep very quickly. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't. That's the bit that doesn't face me. But I do find that if I'm in a slight dark room, it's probably too bad for us. I know, yeah, 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 I don't know, I don't, I think that probably the primary thing for me is drinking, just as you prompted me, like, it's the tea in the evening, I think fluid in the evening, yeah. um, you do have to be careful with, um, and I tend to eat late as well, just because of yeah. workflow, so, like, I think you forget you take quite a lot of fluid on when you eat as well, and yeah. also when you're eating, like, your digestors and that can wake you up, yeah, 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 absolutely, well, all, all that energy is going to digestion rather than to actually when you sleep, yeah, so, I think the big one for me is I was like snoring and noises. I'm, I don't sleep my own, which is like, yeah. like a sleep back and snore, but yeah. I've got a partner and they're snoring, yeah. Get some earplugs in. I've got a, um, a fully deviated septum on my right nose, so I broke it playing rugby and stuff in there. I've never got it fixed, so I can't breathe it out. My so right nose is not too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I have to sleep on my side so I can basically like open that nostril up sometimes, or if I. If I if I sleep on my back, I will probably snore sometimes. So I have to be actively trying to sleep on my side. But I mean, from a from a sleep hygiene perspective, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, the thing we haven't touched on is just two body toxins that affect sleep as well as like alcohol and caffeine. Oh, booze is awful, isn't it? For sleep like you wake up in the night if you've had a night out, like your heart rate's going. The heart rate's I'm going. I'm sure my heart rate's been at like Again, okay, but another <laughs> misconception is like alcohol can wind you down, but it actually picks you up. Yeah. I think it's the, it's the higher sugar content, isn't it? I think it could be why. Ah, right, okay. Um, and yeah. then she expressed what he said it is the caffeine content. Okay. And that's even worse. Well, combination of both. I also think that you have kept quite. Welcome to the Hex Podcast! Yeah, caffeine and alcohol are Yeah. I'm not so sure about coffee, but maybe we can talk about that in the Yeah, that'd be interesting. I definitely go for a wee more than about caffeine. Yeah, we have a few points of caffeine is like when you wake up, you have to wait half an hour. The only reason before caffeine or anything, the only reason is you're yes. in a kind of a comatose 
restorative phase yeah. when when you first get up you just need water from that yeah then obviously coffee is the best time to have coffee you're gonna have it is in the morning and then you've got like i say a three or four hour window to have that 400 milligrams so mm. caffeine mm. um we measure in milligrams so the first 200 milligrams is the most beneficial or the only benefit from 200 to 400 it's not beneficial but it's not uh detrimental mm. anything after 400 is so that's going to like Anxiety, depression. So, so uh, coffee would uh, be how much? So, uh, so for example, a knockover is one eighty. Like normal coffee is about one twenty, one forty. So okay. Coffee's but like the single espresso coffee. I don't think so. Because normal coffee's got one single, and that's like that's about one one fifty. So I think a double espresso is maybe two twenty. That's all. Not sure. Not sure. So the thing is, like when you get up half an hour water, and then when you coffee. If you get up at like eight, have a half eight, you got up until about half twelve for two coffees max. But only one really is going to be that effective, yeah. unless you're having it just before training and it picks up a little bit. But then from midday to bedtime, you want that eight-hour window where you're not drinking caffeine and then your melatonin can actually rise in your cortisol. What time would you say post a caffeine cutoff? What would you say for that? Again, depends when you wake up. But I'd say look at when you're going to sleep. And give it eight hours. Eight, eight hours. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So because at midnight, yeah. four o'clock is fine. Okay. So okay. The only problem with this is that if you're training, people will tend to rely on caffeine uh, drinks to train. If you're training yeah. in the evening, that's going to affect your sleep a lot. Yeah. And a lot of people say, "I'm fine. I can sleep with caffeine." You think you can? Yeah. I you know. don't really yeah. know what you do when you're sleeping. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you're monitoring it. Yeah. Although I think that not everyone reacts exactly the same to caffeine. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that. Well, bigger guys take a bit more. Small people take a bit more. It's resistance. There's also know that there's a gene that you can you can be able to wash it out of your system very quickly or not. Some it's a bit people like alcohol, isn't it? Yes, yes, exactly. They do say you should well, it's do the same uh, with free radicals and things yeah, like that. They, yeah. they do say you should do almost like a, a caffeine deload type of thing like you would with a training yeah. like to, to, to resensitize yourself to it. So what we'll tell the audience one size doesn't always fit all fits all this yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. So it's based on the average person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no you probably have maybe have four coffees and yeah, honestly, I just have a lot more now. I used to have one max. I think it's worth mentioning as well. Like people need to be careful when they go out and buy coffees because uh, we saw something the other day and it was saying how much caffeine was in um, a Costa compared to like Starbucks compared mm-hmm. to like somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think Costa traditionally, yeah, a large coffee, uh, it'll, an Americano, will have a minimum of like three shots in three, you know, and, and, and I'm pretty sure it might even be four. And people sometimes forget that, you know, and they're going out and buying like large coffees and they're getting like a whack of caffeine, <laughs> like an absolute whack of caffeine. And you think of the coffee industry, like that industry is huge. So yeah, and in London is such a big demand for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so the, 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 the evidence and the bigger points are going out there. Yeah, really yeah. contradicting because they're trying to make money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, so we can get up with one alcohol and stuff on another time. Yeah. I think we should go for caffeine as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can talk to caffeine. No, 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 about a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going to go away, get some notes on caffeine. Uh, the next uh, recovery session could be on toxins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fine sugar, yeah, yeah caffeine, um, alcohol. Yeah. Do you have some oils as well? Um, but yeah. That yeah. is. And maybe um, a bit more about stress resilience and how that does, that does cross over into sleep. Yeah, so, but we'll talk about it another time. Cool. But thanks for. Some good takeaway points, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Can we continue? Yeah.
We really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you like the Hex podcast, there are two things we would really like you to do for us. Firstly, subscribe to the show by hitting the follow button. We want the Hex community to stay connected and be part of the conversation here at 371 Clapham Road. And listening to the show will help so much in ensuring you're all up to date with news, events and stuff happening. Secondly, please share it on Instagram whatsapp linkedin wherever so that friends of hex can also get to be a small part of our awesome community thanks so much everyone for your ongoing support